The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. You ready? Go. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hang on! It's off the charts spectacular. Go, go, go! Tom Cruise has outdone himself. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Prepare for one of the best action movies ever made. <laughs> This is getting exciting. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Rated PG 13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Good morning and welcome into the 24 7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm National Recruiting Analyst Cooper Tagna. Alongside, guess who? Brett Greenberg. Bama 247. He's going to take the spot of. Director of Scouting Andrew Ivins this morning, who is on his honeymoon in Granada. We wish him farewell and a pleasant rest of his week. But Brett, good to have you on, my man. You are less than a month into the 24-7 Sports Network. How's it been treating you? Yeah, man. First of all, Cooper, appreciate you having me on and uh, happy to take this co-host seat for you this morning. And like you said, less than a month in, started in June 15th kind of thrown into the fire there but that's how I like it you know a lot of stuff to talk about obviously June and July are very big in recruiting and there's plenty of stuff to talk about and you know in this last week Alabama certainly has given our team over at Bama 247 plenty to talk about that's the best way to get started get thrown into the deep end you know a a lot going on it's June July not a lot of people think uh, it, it would be commitment season but it seems like that's kind of the trend over the last couple of years so brett just for the people that don't know you can you give us a little bit of intro i guess on your background what brought you over to 24 7 sports yeah absolutely i'm a uh, may 2022 graduate actually uh from the university of alabama and uh spent you know three of my four years interning with tuscaloosa news covering a multitude of alabama athletics primarily on the alabama softball beat um grew and uh, closer with, you know, high school coverage, whether that be on the football front, basketball front, kind of fell in love with it. You know, there's, I like to always say high school, you know, there's a lot of stories to tell there, whether it be features and stuff like that. Graduated up in May, took a job down in Mobile, Alabama, working for a CBS affiliate news station as a digital content producer. So I was in charge of everything you see on the website, everything on the social medias, was able to contribute in the sports realm for a lot of ways on digital and on air as well. And, you know, I kind of felt time it was time to get fully back into the sports world and kind of reach out to some people over here and was given an opportunity with everybody going over to the other site and joined alongside John Talty, Mike Rodak, Cody Goodwin, Kirk Nair. So it's been a great 
month, you know, like I said, thrown to the fire. I'm learning as I go, but that's the way I prefer it. Well, we're happy to have you here at 24-7 Sports. Brett Greenberg, you can follow him at Brett Greenberg underscore on Twitter. Brett, I, I kind of want to start with Alabama. Obviously, that's why you're on here to talk some Alabama. Alabama right now, they're ranked number 10 in the 24-7 Sports composite team rankings with 13 commitments. 13 commitments, uh, me doing some quick math, that is four less than any other team in the top 10. Andrew and I were discussing the other day, I think as recently as this week, Andrew asked, hey, are you concerned about Alabama recruiting? To me, it's like we've seen this same song many times before. Alabama right now, pound for pound. I think they have one of the better classes in the country. They add to it last night with one of the best interior offensive linemen in the country and Casey Poe out of Texas, who I thought kind of reminded me of Bryce Foster uh, a little bit. And we'll talk about him here in a second. But your initial thoughts on what Alabama has been able to do so far all the way up through the middle of July. Yeah, you kind of hit on it right there. It is kind of that same song over and over again each summer, it seems like. It doesn't, you know, typically Alabama isn't going to get those 20-plus commits in June that you see UGA having success in this year. It seems like they're always kind of on the back end, so to speak. But, you know, this month of July has been good for them. They've gotten four commitments. They've jumped, I believe it's 16 spots in three days and getting Jameer, uh, Jameer Grimsley, and all those other, Justin Okorongwo and all those guys. And I think they're really heating up, you know, like you said, got a nasty interior offensive lineman, Casey Poe last night. I think they have a chance to add to that and tight end Caleb Odom, who's set to announce Saturday as well. And you hit on it there as well, the pound for pound best class. I think what really sticks out to me here is the average player ranking. If you take a look at it, you know, they're tied for first in the country with Georgia. You know, and like you said, there's 13 commits, which is exactly half of what the dogs have right now. And again, I don't think it's a concern. I don't know if it's going to be a class that fills out to 25, 26 recruits. But, you know, you've got to think and you got to know Nick Saban knows what he's doing here. And, you know, I've seen a couple on the boards and stuff like that. Like, hey, we've lost out on a lot of offensive linemen. What, what's going on here? But if, you know, as you know, and everybody else knows, Nick Saban likes to recruit by position, by class, so to speak. And you look at last year's, you know, offensive line hall and Caden Proctor and Wilkin Formby and Alois Allen and Miles McVeigh and Rock Montgomery. I mean, I think he feels pretty good about his offensive line come in the next, you know, couple of years. So I don't think you really need to worry about that too much. So let's let's talk a little bit about Casey Poe. I do want to talk about him. Six four and a half, two hundred and ninety pounds, top one hundred fifty player in the top two four seven, number one thirty three, number five interior offensive lineman from uh, are, are you getting the sense uh, is there one position that they have for him in terms of when they get him to campus I kind of see him as a center at the next level is that what they're telling him or is it going to be more of a a guard center cross train you think you know I'm not totally sure on that front I do agree I think he'd probably fall in the center just given his measurables but, you know I was talking with his high school coach Chris Cochran earlier this week and he was just telling me how he's just a nasty finisher when he gets his hands on you he's going to finish you off and when he punches you know it when he latches on you know it I think Alabama fans are going to be happy with him and he talked about it last night in his recruitment video you know they call it beast Texas you know you're playing against the top of the top he had some <laughs> interesting words to say about you know the states of Florida and California and all those other states I'll leave that alone but you know I think he feels pretty confident in his abilities I know the coaching staff feels pretty confident and he was one of those guys that was very high on that recruiting board and someone they wanted to get someone probably they needed to get you know being you know only a couple offensive linemen but I think he's going to be 
probably at the center position. You know, his, his, and in high school, they did a lot more running than passing in that offense. He's a great run blocker. You know, coach was saying he has a little bit of ways to go in the pass protection, but, you know, that will come with the development over there in Tuscaloosa. Uh, he's a really good football player. Love his track and field background as well. I know our, our friend Gabe Brooks, national recruiting analyst, that's something he's always looking into and something that him and Bryce Foster kind of have in common. So we'll see that move happens to the center position at the next level. Another recent commitment, Brett, that you know I found pretty interesting, but Justin Okorokwankwo from Germany, and this was a pretty intriguing one. We have a little bit of history here. I, I went across the pond last year to Germany and got to see him work out with a handful of other prospects as well. I, I would guess, um, I, I, I would want to ask you, I know he worked out in Tuscaloosa, but what, what's been the feedback on him in terms of where they see him at the next level? I kind of saw him working out off the edge a little bit. It's been interesting to kind of see him grow physically. It seems like he has grown a lot and developed over the last year. So be interested to kind of see what your insights are on him. Yeah, I don't have a ton on him. I do believe he's probably going to play the edge position. I mean, he's 6'3", 225. I think I believe he's running a 4'9", or something like that. You put on his tape, and he's i mean, he's taking punt returns back. He's taking kick returns back. And I was watching his uh, huddle the other day, and the way he's able to you know drop back in coverage and get pick off the quarterback or read the defense, go sideline to sideline. His, I mean, his speed really sticks out. I don't, you know, people talk about the stars all, every day, but, you know, Alabama's great at evaluating. I, I don't think you really need to pay attention to the three-star versus the four or the five-star or something like that. But, I mean, he's just an athletic freak. I think he's going to thrive in that defense, whether it be, you know, be outside linebacker or on the line standing up or whatever it may be. We've talked a lot about, uh, I think, recently, especially with the Elite 11 Finals, we've talked about Julian Sane. We're going to talk about him uh, in a second. Jalen Mbakwe, to me, is kind of like the forgotten man, right? Um, and, and at Clay Chalkville, got to see him last year a little bit up close and personal. He's banged up a little bit throughout the year. Uh, Alabama's plan for him, because I know behind the scenes here at 24-7 Sports, I mean, we're kind of split, right? Is, is he going to play nickel? Is he going to play boundary, corner? What, what's he going to be at the next level? I, I happen to think that he's best served on the offensive side of the ball at the next level. I think he's one of the best playmakers in the country. He's got documented speed as well. You see it on tape. What is, what is your feel for what you expect out of Jalen Mbakwe in Tuscaloosa? Well, I think you hit on it right there. I mean, he's kind of just an athletic freak. I know he was playing a little couple of seven-on-seven tournaments this summer. He was actually playing the quarterback position. Um, so that just shows the athletic ability he has. And it's funny you say – He's probably going to end up on the offensive side. I particularly think he's going to end up on the defensive side. Um, but, you know, if you're the Alabama coaching staff and you're deciding between offense and defense, I think you're in good shape here. I mean, he's athletic freak. Like I said, he's a specimen. He's as fast as anyone in the country. Um, he's shown his ability on both sides. Where I do think he'll end up is probably that cornerback outside boundary. Um and that just kind of adds to that cornerback call that, that the Alabama has right now. And they and Zabian Brown and Jameer Grimsley, I think that's probably going to end up one of the best cornerback or, you know, DB classes in the country. And they have a chance to add to that and Kai Bates and a couple of other guys. But, you know, I think he's someone that I, I, I guess I agree, maybe un, a little forgotten just with, you know, the recent commitments and Julian Sane being, you know, the number two quarterback in the country. But I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be able to add a lot, maybe on special teams as well and maybe, Maybe he'll play both ways. I'm not, I know you don't really see that too often, but his athletic ability, I mean, it's going to give the Alabama coaching staff a lot to work with. 
It's a good problem to have, right? Like you said, I think you yes, alluded sir. to it. I mean, if you're trying to figure it out, hey, is this guy going to be a nickel? Can he play outside? Is he a receiver? You certainly also said the fact that I think he's arguably the best return man in the country as well. So Jalen Mbakwe is certainly a guy that you need to look out for for Alabama and Nick Saban over the next couple of years. Um, Brett, I want to take your temperature on a guy like Perry Thompson. We've, we've heard a lot about Auburn and his recruitment. He's been committed to Alabama since June of, of last year. Any, anything cooking there? Is there any reason to kind of keep an eye on him? I So I haven't heard much from him. I know he's kind of kept everything close to his chest. And, you know, obviously you see it on social media and stuff. He's visited Auburn quite a few number of times in the last month, and he's going to be down there for the Big Cat weekend. I don't necessarily think that's too much to worry about. Maybe it's a concern that he's not been in Alabama, you know, as recent or as much. But, you know, he's been saying to other people, I've seen it, you know, online and social media, he's pretty locked into Alabama, you know, given, as you know, every everything can change. And within a second, you know, Auburn, you know, without a five-star wide receiver in the last couple of seasons would be a big get for them. But I, I don't know if there's too much to worry about there. Um, still trying to get in touch with him, trying to pick his brain, see what's going on there. But he seems pretty locked in from the outside looking in. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. New CBS Monday. Federal agents. Here's where we can see them. NCIS Hawaii is back. New criminals to catch. Armed robbery, aggravated assault, murder. And new investigations to be solved. These guys were good, but even masters make mistakes. Vanessa Lachey and featuring LL Cool J. Violin Island, you got it. Welcome to paradise. A new NCIS Hawaii, Monday, 10, 9 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk a little bit about Julian Sane, Elite 11 MVP, a guy that has seen his uh, stock improve when it comes to the recruiting rankings. I think, as you alluded to earlier, Alabama always been comfortable in their evaluation process. Julian Sane, and your feel on Alabama's quarterback room, they bring in Tyler Buckner from Notre Dame. Obviously, you got Ty Simpson, the former five-star. You got Jalen Milrose, a little bit different of a flavor. Dylan Lonergan, Eli Holstein, it's, it's a crowded room with a variety of different skill sets. But to me, Julian Sane seems to be the guy that fits what Tommy Reese wants to do and also has the combination of an ascending ceiling, not only on the field from a physical talent standpoint, but in terms of what's between the ears, there's a lot to like as well. I don't like to play the hypothetical game, but what do you, what do you feel in terms of his path to the field in Tuscaloosa and maybe his, his first two seasons? Yeah, I remember me and you, me and you, Cooper, we talked about, I think it was following that Elite 11 MVP and you had, you know, glowing remarks around him and you mentioned in between the ears. I think he's got that. And I think we talked about it, kind of that Bryce Young-esque, you know, mantra and leadership. He's going to have that respect to his teammates the minute he steps in that locker room. And, you know, he's kind of a more 
I guess, Mac Jones, so to speak, with the pocket passer, but he has the ability to slip out of the pocket, maybe not to the terms of Bryce Young, but as you mentioned when we talk, you know, that's not a knock at all. Bryce Young's Bryce Young, as we know. I think you're going to see maybe a traditional under center type skill set, and, you know, I think he's one that, and I believe you mentioned it as well, is one that Tommy Reese has kind of maybe been waiting for his entire, you know, coaching career. As far as expectations go, I know it's probably a little bit different between me and yourself versus the Alabama fan base. You know, you talked about Alabama fan base and he's pretty much already won the Heisman, <laughs> so to speak. Um, but I think he has an opportunity to come in and be a day one starter. Like you said, it's going to be a crowded room, but you know, I don't, I, you know, you see transfers left and right, whether it be next year or whatever it may be. I think he has an opportunity to come in and uh, take over the reins in Tuscaloosa. And like any quarterback, you know, being a freshman in the SEC, there's going to be growing pains, but I think he's going to come along quickly. And I think he'll be the, be the guy in Tuscaloosa that, uh, you know, Alabama fans are looking for. It's going to be one of the more interesting storylines to watch in college football. Obviously, you know, Alabama dipping into the transfer portal, go get a guy like Tyler Buckner after the spring. New offense coordinator Tommy Reese, certainly familiar with Buckner from his time with the Irish. And then you got Milrow, uh, who is a different skill set. You got Ty Simpson, who's a guy that they, they, they seem like they want him to emerge, obviously. Uh, they didn't feel comfortable enough kind of rolling into the fall. I kind of understand that. The other two young guys, Lonergan, Holstein, I, I, I think Sayan's got a little bit of a fast pass there in terms of maybe passing them up. So be interesting to see how that shakes out over the next couple of years. That will definitely be something that we'll be keeping an eye on. Brett, is there one or two guys in this class? I know there's only 13 commitments. Alabama seems to be just going about their, their typical ways, very methodical and their evaluation process, but is there one or two guys that maybe stick out to you that aren't, uh, I, I would say, that the headline grabbers of this class typically that you think deserve a little bit more credit? Uh, I think one guy for sure is in-state, you know, defensive lineman Jeremiah Beeman. He's, you know, physical freak as well, 6'4", 265. He plays a little bit interior, plays a little bit outside as well. I think he's one guy that, you know, is going to come in here, and, you know, it's obviously always a crowded room on the D-line front. But I think he's someone that is going to be talked about in the next couple of years. And then another guy I like a lot out of, you know, South Alabama and Mobile area is Sterling Dixon, another edge rusher. I, you know, saw him a couple of times down there during when I worked down there last year. And he's another one of those guys that can get back, get after the quarterback well beyond his years in terms of hand moving and stuff like that. And I think he's someone that has an opportunity to play, you know, whether it be as a freshman or in the next couple of years as well. Brett, biggest target, like if, if you are an Alabama fan right now, you have this wish list, right? You just got Casey Poe in the boat. You got Xavier Brown in the boat. You're feeling really good. You talked about average rating per commit right up there with the University of Georgia, Kirby Smart. They have 26 commitments. You're at 13. I love what Nick Saban has done throughout this 2024 cycle, top to bottom. I think it's pound for pound, one of the best in the country when it comes to quality who's uh, maybe one or two names to look out for in terms of Alabama that they have high on their board that they would love to add? Yeah, I mentioned it earlier in the show. I think Caleb Odom is very high on their board. Like I said, he's going to be committed on Saturday. All signs point to Tuscaloosa. You know, I, again, I don't want to speak to him. Anything can change. You know, I'm going to be up in Hoover this weekend, and his team's going to be competing in a seven-on-seven seven tournament. Hope to speak with him, get a little bit more on that. I think he's a guy that can come in and, be one of those dudes early. I mean, a six four two twenty something. I mean, he's a he's 
he's fast, he's quick, he can run block, he can pass. And and like, you, like you've seen in the Alabama offense, tight end's a very important position as maybe a safety blanket or whatever it may be to be that third and six and be that guy. But, you know, there's a couple other dudes, you know, obviously K.J. Bolden, top-ranked safety, he's set to announce August 5th. You know, he, I, his – I talked with him after his official visit. Every it was, he said it was everything he expected and beyond. You know, they're very high on his list. Um, but you know, there's a couple other schools that think they have a good chance as well. I, I, he seems to be pretty wide open right now. I think he knows where he's going to go. But I think Alabama fans would be thrilled to land him. And obviously, you've got another. You got UGA commit Demarcus Riddick and. Steve Wiltfong was on the, you know, 247 YouTube the other day saying he sees him probably landing somewhere other than Georgia. And I know Alabama's made a very big push for him. I know Auburn's made a very big push for him. So I'm, I'm going to go along with Steve there. I think it's one of those two. I think landing him would be a big boost to this class. You know, another guy, too, to look out for and is another UGA commit is Payne Woodyard out of uh, California. You know, he's one of those top ranked guys as well. He's been committed to Georgia for a while now, but I think he's taking a serious look at Alabama and they have a chance to uh, flip him as well. And another guy that I think is on the running back position is uh, Nate Frazier. He just released his top 10 and Alabama made the list there. And obviously you've got the connection with Xavier Brown being his teammate at matter day or modern day. And I know he's probably in his ear, but if they can land, you know, a couple of those guys, I think Alabama's in great shape. And quite frankly, I think Alabama is in great shape right now. And obviously, you know, they're going to get a couple more commits, whether it be 13 more or five more or whatever it may be. But like you said, pound for pound, I think they've got one of the best classes in the country. And coaching staff knows what it's doing there and they know how to evaluate. Yeah, every year it seems like we have the same conversation. Like, hey, is, 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 is it that time for Nick Saban, right? Is, <laughs> is, is, is the game passing him by? And every year, it's the same result. Alabama finds their themselves in the conversation for one of the top classes in the country. Doesn't look any different this year, right now at number ten. And but you got to take a look under the hood a little bit, right? They only have thirteen commitments. Like I said, that's four less than the second most team in the top ten. Uh, Brett, last thing for you: expectations going into this season. I, you know, in terms of the roster, you look at the roster for Alabama, and this looks like a national championship contending team outside of the quarterback position. That's my opinion on that. Then you look at the schedule. You have Texas at home. You look at the road schedule. You got to go to Tampa, South Florida early in the season, then Mississippi State at A&M, at Kentucky, and at Auburn. To me, that's a pretty favorable road schedule. You got LSU, Tennessee, Arkansas, Ole Miss at home. That's going to be the teeth of your schedule. But what do you expect? I mean, I guess from a win-loss standpoint, expectations this year do you feel like this is a team with two new coordinators and Tommy Reese and Kevin Steele in a quarterback situation that is unsettled right now that can run the table and win a national championship yeah you know that's always a lofty expectation even for Alabama but you know I, I really do think so like you said it's a very favorable home schedule it's a favorable road schedule you know I think the two teams that you circle on the home schedule that everybody's kind of talking about is Texas and LSU I think LSU is going to be very good they bring a lot of players back got a lot of experience you know got got a great transfer class I think that's a team to look out for and obviously in Texas and you know Alabama fans will tell you and Texas fans will tell you Quinn Ewers you know lit up that Alabama defense on the in Texas last year before getting hurt but you know I, I having those teams at home I think is a huge advantage and you know, Texas under the lights and being in Brian Denny Stadium. I'm sure you've been there. I've been there multiple times. It's a different atmosphere. I think they do have a chance 
to uh, run the table. You know, it's going to be a tough whoever comes out of the East, which is likely to be Georgia. Georgia's going to be Georgia's going to be a tough SEC championship. But like you said, I, I think they have they do have a chance. You know, anything could happen. But I, I, with this roster, you know, I think it was someone was saying the other day, if you put this Alabama roster, you know, Florida State jerseys, they're going to be automatic national champions. So it's just the expectations that Alabama has year in and year out. It's always, you know, coming off the two loss season. It's, oh, what's going to happen? You know, all that noise. But I mean, like you said, this roster is pretty filled out aside from probably the quarterback position. But you know, I, I like to believe that Nick Saban and the coaching staff is going to put the best quarterback back there to be successful. And if that means, you know, run the ball 30, 35 times like old school, that may have to be it. And I think the defense is going to be good. You know, you've got a lot of experience coming back on the defensive end or defensive backside as well. So, Brett, last, last question, and this is just me. This is a, a greedy question. But, I mean, out of all these freshmen that they signed, Right. I mean, you got guys like Keon Keeley, Caleb Downs. I mean, you go down the list, Justice Haynes, uh, who we saw had a really productive spring. Caden Proctor. I'm interested in one to get your take on that left tackle spot. Uh, who do you think that's going to be on, on week one? And then two, who's going to be that freshman this year that kind of breaks out for Alabama in your mind? And one, I think that left tackle spot's going to be Caden Proctor. I mean, I've seen him on campus that I mean, he is. He seems to be NFL ready right now just from a physicality standpoint and just his height and weight. But on the other end, you know, I, I'll go with two. I think Caleb Downs, you know, obviously the five-star and a top-ten player in the country, saw plenty of time in the spring game, and he's he's just an absolute freak as well. I think he's going to have a chance and an opportunity to play a lot. And he, you know, I think he's going to play a lot and be pretty good. And then on the other side is in that running back room and Justice Haynes, you know, another Georgia kid that – Alabama poach from you know the state I think he's he showed a lot in his spring game and he's he's a physical runner he kind of reminds me of you know the you know the Bo Scarboroughs those type of guys and not it doesn't hurt that he's number 22 which Alabama's had a lot of success at the running back position at number 22 but I think you know Justice Haynes and Caleb Downs are two guys that are going to play a whole lot and I think are going to prove themselves to be you know SEC ready early in the year I think from an instinct feel like pure football player perspective, you can make the argument that Caleb Downs and Justice Haynes were two of the best football players in the 2024 cycle last year. I mean, the field, the instincts, the vision of Haynes offensively, his dad obviously played in the NFL as well. Caleb Downs, I mean, you talk about the genes that he has, but a guy, three-phase player all over the place from Mill Creek. I expect both of these guys to not only have exceptional careers at Alabama, but to to be immediate impact players. Brett Greenberg, Brett, we appreciate you, man, filling in for Andrew Ivins. Those are those are big shoes to fill. I think you did a pretty good job, bud. I appreciate you coming on. <laughs> I appreciate. It. I wear a size fifteen, so I always, I'm always wearing big shoes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Bama two four seven. Brett Greenberg. Like I said, make sure to follow him on Twitter at Brett Greenberg underscore and uh guys a lot of good content coming out of there bama 247 also on this show if you got a question make sure to leave, leave a review on apple or spotify wherever you find your podcast that is the place to do it so for our absentee host Andrew Ivins, for brett i'm cooper tech and we'll see you next week citizen 
Anderson sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho College murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where the roommates It is a huge night. I want the truth from you. Hashtag Cyber Sleuths. The Idaho Murders. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.